0: my name is debbie for those of you who have never met me before and um, i have the privilege of introducing our guest preacher today um, he is not here he's in the states um, he is a deaf preacher that i met about 12 years ago absolutely incredible man just so passionate about god and god's word um, we have a history with a partnership in the states um, in the new england area and for years they've been sending out mission teams um, called the Quest Team, many of you might have um, seen them on one of their visits. But um, after their first visit here, they invited Barry, my husband, and I to go and lead worship at the equivalent of their summer camp for for young people. So there were about 1,500 teenagers, and um, Barry and I went over. They didn't even really know us. And Alison, the lady who invited us, sat us down to begin with and said, "Look, I'm actually really nervous about this conference. It's quite a risk." little did i know that the year before they had had david crowder who's a famous 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 singer as their worship leader and now they had me and barry two south african plebs (laughs) who they didn't even know and she said so we don't really know you and um and we have a deaf preacher at a youth camp and so they just didn't know how it would go down and after the camp it was a, a huge success um, and Barry and I did fine, but really it was a success because of Job Ayantola, who is our guest preacher this morning. He was born in Nigeria, but he has been in the States for years. Um, him and his wife are deaf. They have three hearing sons, um, and Ben is one of their sons, and he's actually translating um, for Job this morning, and so let's welcome Job.
1: So the theme of this morning, I want to talk about my life changing and the life changing experience and story. So before I start, I want to pray. Father, we are here for you. Father, we are here for you. Father, we are here for you. Jesus, we are here for you. Jesus, we are here for you. Jesus, we are here for you. Holy Spirit, we are here for you. Holy Spirit, we are here for you. Holy Spirit, we are here for you. In Christ's name Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come together to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you for your great, great, great love for us. You have already proven your love by sending your own one and only cherished Son Jesus Christ, wow, can't thank you enough for your sacrifice. Lord, I pray this morning that if anyone here is yet to know you, yet to depend on Christ, yet to give up their lives to you, I pray this morning that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you touch those hearts, that each person here to to respond to your calling, For salvation before it's too late. For you say in the Bible, you don't want anyone to perish, but to all be saved. Lord, Lord, I lift those up to you in your hands. Father, if any of us have already depended on you, but have fallen away, backslidden, for whatever reason, I pray that you draw us back to you, Father, Lord, Lord work in each individual's life for your will. Thank you for you whatever happens this morning in this room that will bring glory and honor to you only in Jesus' name, wonderful name. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. I'm going to sign for us the verse. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Amen. That is change. That's a changing experience when a person gives up their lives to Jesus. Amen? Change. That word, change. What does that word mean? It means a difference, right? There's a difference. The old life, the old habits, the old thinking, the old character, the old behavior, the old things—all those are thrown or passed away. Right? We're done with those. A new, a new thinking, a new attitude, a new behavior, a new everything. It's a wonderful changing experience. I want to ask you and me. We've had a lot of a lot of changes in our lives. Right? Growing up, right? You've had a lot of changes. I want to give a few examples. The economy, right? That's, that's definitely that's something that's changing, right? The cost of the living, whoo, have skyrocketed, right? Compared to before. The politics, right? Politics have changed as well. Our environment has changed. Yesterday, my son and I and his family, we drove looking for my old house before when I lived here thirty-five years ago. Thirty-five years ago, looking around, my eyes were all sorts of a Chris I couldn't find it. I was looking around. I was like, I don't, a lot of changes, a lot of changes. Wow. I was trying to figure out is this the right is this the right world? And no, no, I wasn't sure. And no, then I think that's it. I think that's it. Ah, uh, there's been some. There's a fence now. There wasn't a fence before. Uh, wow, I just there's a lot of changes. Just many, many, many events. Now, as I look around, I look at my look and look at yourself, right? Before, I was thin. Look at this. Look at this. What I got right here. A lot of weight I'm carrying around right now. Honestly, honestly. I, I dye my hair. I dye my hair, to be honest with you. It's really a fully gray, it's really fully gray. Before, the, now, now it's black. Maybe you remember, Remember you. Remember some of you may remember having hair, now you're bald. But the deaf culture tends to see a person, right, before you were thin, now you're fat, what happened? Very blunt, very straightforward, now that's the deaf culture, that's the deaf tendencies, right? But the hearing, hearing, you don't do that, right? Hearing culture, you don't, you guys don't, you don't say that, right? It's very different. You gotta get used to the deaf culture. <laughs> but the point, the best, what is the best, greatest change? When is that? When a person gives up their lives to Jesus. Amen. Amen. How many times has someone come up to you and say, "You're not the same as before. You look, you're different." Anybody say that to you before, any of you? If not, then there might be something wrong. It is a wonderful experience when Christ changes a person's life. It's awesome. You get goosebumps. It's amazing. I wanna share about the Bible, the character of the Bible, right? Before I talked about my own story. There's, um, in the Bible, there's many, many, many wonderful men and women in the Bible where God changes their lives. I wanna pick two, two people specifically, and then I'll be the last. I prefer uh, not, th- not being first, right? The Bible, right? The Bible first, amen? I'll be last, okay? So let's respect and honor that first. So the first one I want to talk about, Peter. You know the story about Peter, Peter's life, what his job, what was his job? Anybody, anybody know, what is his job? Fisherman, right? Fisherman. He wasn't the smartest, most educated person. He wasn't in seminary or anything like that. So how did he meet Jesus? How did he meet Jesus? Anyone? Through his brother, Andrew. He said, Andrew came up and said, hey, hey, Peter, Peter. Have you heard the story about Messiah? Have you heard the story about them? He's here, come on. Peter's like, Really? Curiously came and ran. He met him, saw him. Loved him and loved Jesus and went with him, followed him. For how long? How long? Three years following him, staying by his side, loving him, loved Jesus. He learned from him, learned so much from Christ, seeing what he was doing, seeing his miracles, seeing and just being amazed by them. When Jesus knew it was time to face the cross, be crucified, He informs his disciples, "I will face crucifixion. Peter's like, "No, I will be with you. I will be with you, no matter what happens." Christ is like, "No, no, no. You will deny me three times. You will." Peters, "No, no, no, I won't." Christ says, "Yes, you will." Three times. The rooster, before the rooster crows, you will remember, or you will deny me three times. Peter's like, no, no. A lot of times you and I are like Peter. When there's an event or a happenstance, when, when Jesus was arrested, what happened to Peter? Uh, he, he distanced himself, Right? Three different people asked Peter, hey, wait, did I see you with Christ? No, not me. No, not me. No, no, no. I don't know Jesus. I don't know him. I don't know him. These lies, right, coming out. I don't know him. I don't know him. Three times. Finally, that rooster crowed, same time as Jesus was being walked away, he looked at at Peter, said, I love you, right, with his eyes Looking at Peter, Peter, just sobbing, heartbroken. You know, you know what happens for the rest of the story here? Peter changed, standing boldly before, before the court, before the judge, before, say, so people are telling him, you can't talk about in Jesus' name, you can't use that name of Jesus. Peter's like, no, I will not refuse to obey God rather than you. What a change, right? What a changing experience in Peter's life. Amen. Now I want to go to the second story about Zacchaeus. I'll sign up Zacchaeus this way, short like me. <laughs> short like me. When Jesus entered into the town, Zacchaeus heard, wanting to see Jesus, wanting to meet him, but he couldn't. He was stuck. Why? Because he was too short. All these tall people, all these tall people couldn't wait his way. So what would he decide? I'm going to climb a tree. Jesus knowing, seeing him, Zacchaeus, come down from here. I'm going to go with you. Zacchaeus excited, filled with joy, Right? Came all the way down that tree. He's like, come on, come on, come with me. Entering this house, Zacchaeus told him, now, I cheated people. His, Zacchaeus himself was a tax collector. Very rich, but I was cheating people. And he confessed that, right? Confessed that. He's like, I, you know, I he's like if people were trying to pay me four times, I'll pay them four times more, right? He said, the Savior has come here now. <laughs> Amen. What a change in his, in his life, in Zacchaeus' life. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to share a little bit about my own story, how Christ changed me. I grew up Muslim. My father, my mom, they took me to the mosque, every every day, going to pray, and I have to bow down five times every single day, right? I grew up that way, grew up practicing Muslim, but one day, a missionary from America, his name was Andrew. Foster, and he wanted to, I wanna show you a picture of him and his family. It's a, it's a slide that you'll see in a moment. This is Andrew and his family. So the, the individual in the middle, the black man himself, is, he's deaf. He's an American. He grew up in Alabama. Married a woman from Germany, name's Berta, they have five children together. So he came to my home country back in 1960s. At that time, I was 11 years old. My mom and dad heard about a school and sent me there to that school. That school changed my life forever. That man, the missionary, they were teaching me how to read, how to write. Also taught me about the gospel. When I heard about the gospel, I decided to go home, tell my my dad and my mom. They said, "This school is teaching me about Jesus." My dad said, "No, you can't change, cannot change. You are a Muslim." that's it. You change, you cannot. You have to, you're the same as me. You're a Muslim, you understand? Okay, okay, dad. Okay, mom. I accept that. I went back to school. I want to show a picture of me and my wife coming up. This next picture. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, can, can I recognize where you're at? He's asking me if I can recognize where he's at. Absolutely not. No. <clears throat> so me, I'm right here. Right here. That's me. I'll come on down here and show you guys as well down this side. That young gentleman is me. <laughs> That's me. My wife, my mom, uh, is right here. Come on here and do the same for you guys. So, Ben's mom is right here. Andrew. It's right here, the teacher, the, prof, the, master, the, miss, the missionary. Right here, this is Andrew. I was 11 when I was going to that school for the deaf. My wife at the time, she was nine. So I went back to school. I, um, I decided not to change. I wasn't going to convert. I refused to do that. I was, I was afraid because my, my, my mom and dad changed me. They, they, t- they warned me not to change. So I went to school. I learned. They preached to me the gospel, right? They keep teaching. I kept resisting, kept resisting. I refused to change. I was afraid of what my parents would do. Reason, if any person in the Muslim family changes, cut off their head. Or they'll stone you. They'll, th- they'll throw you out of the house. So I, I don't want to change. <laughs> so I went to school. I learned. I re- learned how to read math, English, history, all that. Right? Graduation time from that school. I went back. I went to a technical school as well afterwards. While I was there at the technical school, there was a gentleman there. Himself, he was a hearing man. He, he came to me. At that time, uh, my name was not Job. My name was Rashid. That's a Muslim name. But I didn't realize it had meaning. And I'll explain that a little bit in, in a few minutes, if I remember. <laughs> anyway, that gentleman came up to me. Said, he wrote down, it's like, he's like, I want to invite you to camp. How important is camp? Y'all are about to go yourselves, right? Camp is important. So he invited me. I, I, I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go. He said, come on, come on. No, 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 thank you. I remember what my parents warned me about. No, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not good. You're a Christian? No, I'm good. No, no, no. Come on, come with me. I said, okay, let me ask the principal and see if they allow me to go or not. And back my mind, I was hoping they would say no. All right, so I wrote, I wrote a note, showed the principal. Principal read it. Nope, can't go. I can't go to camp. Ah, oh, fine. <laughs> Thank you. So he showed that back to that friend of mine. He was heartbroken. He, it didn't, but he didn't bother me anymore. Uh, and I was, he was, he was kept, kept, kept coming after me. And, I, and now I, he wasn't doing that anymore after this. But God was not finished with me yet, amen? The next day, the next day, the principal came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder. So said, you know, you could go to that camp, actually. What? <laughs> Yesterday, you told me no. Now you're telling me I can to go to camp? What happened? I was so confused. But I informed that friend of mine, and he was jumping for joy. I looked at him. I said, look at this weird man. I thought he's crazy. <laughs> Very weird. Why is he jumping? Why is he so excited? I didn't realize that at that time. A year later, I realized that man's been praying for me. God touched that principal's heart, told me I could go. You see the power of prayer, right? The power of prayer is amazing. So I went to that camp with that gentleman. And so many friendly people. Come. I was looking around. I was like, this is some weird people around here. It's just <laughs> the weird people. I'm, yeah, I'm smiling, trying to get by. Come on, come. Here's the bathroom over here. There's a the bed over here. Come here. Okay, okay, okay. So I sat down, and that preacher started to preach. So they're just writing notes to kind of uh, show me what, uh, what, what is being said. So thank, thank goodness that missionary brought the education So because without him, I would not have known how to read or write. I wouldn't have known about Jesus Christ. So while I was sitting there, I was reading, I could, I could read what the notes that he was writing about, with, um, about the pastor. And I remember what Andrew used to tell me about Jesus. Oh, I remember this. I can't change. I don't want to change. So I'm looking at the notes. I'm like, all right, I remember this story. Went back to bed the next day, sat down again, He's writing the notes from the sermon. I'm reading and I see something. The name Muhammad, the name of the pre, uh, Buddha, but different, different religions kind of being written down there. All of them have died and they stayed dead. They stayed buried except Jesus. He rose from the grave. If anyone were to believe in him who died will also be raised again with him. I saw that. I was shocked. I was, Hold up, I want to be risen again. I want to be risen again. I was excited. I saw that. Jesus, he's the only one that's still alive. If anyone believed in him and then, would, and then they would die, they would be resurrected with him. I want to. So I was waiting for this service then. I wanted to go up, talk to this pastor. And I asked him a question. I said, you said, you know, Muhammad, you know, he, he I, I respect him. That's, that's, that's my faith. But he, yes, he is dead and he's stayed buried. There's other, other gods that have died, right? G, little g, g. but I, if I believe in Christ, I, I will die and I'll be risen again with him? Yes. So tell me what I need to do. It's very simple. Ask Christ to be in your heart. If you believe in him, then you ask him to be in your heart. Yes, I did that right there. I said, Lord, I believe in you. I want you to come in my life. You know what? I got goosebumps. I can't explain it. I really can't. The words, I I can't find the words to do that. I'm sure that, you know, those of you who have become Christ followers, you know what I'm talking about. It's an amazing, awesome feeling. I was excited, I was jumping around. Now I realize I'm a crazy person too. (laughs) Jumping around, excited. So I went back to that school and I started going to church. Before, I never went to church, never read the Bible. But I was, I was going to church, starting reading God's word. I was, there was a, a, just a passion there. And then I, as, as the time was nearing, school was coming to a close for vacation. And it, you know what came to my thought? Should I tell my, father, my mom and dad or should I keep my mouth shut? It's best if I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I was afraid to tell my mom and dad. Friends, I was like, I don't want to go home. I I, I don't want to tell my parents. Oh, you you need to, they were saying. I must? No, I don't know about that. I don't know. They were praying for me, supporting me. So the time came for vacation to go back home. I arrived home. My mom and dad said, hey, how's school? School's good. School's good. (laughs) Hey, anything, anything happening? Anything up? Um... You know, my knees, my knees are a little, I'm, I'm scared, my, I'm a little nervous. You know what, I, have, I do have something to tell you. My dad's like, what, what? Remember, uh, remember I was going with you to the, to the mosque? Now I'm not going to do that anymore. My dad was like, what, what are you talking about? Uh, no, I'm not going go to go to the mosque anymore. I'm, I'm not a Muslim anymore. I'm going go go to go and go to church. That's what they teach about Jesus. I'm not going to go with you anymore. My dad, you can't do that. You cannot do that. You were born Muslim. You will die Muslim. You understand it? No. My knees were shaking. <laughs> I was scared. It's not funny, I'm telling you. My dad called my mom, called my brothers, told them all to come on over. And telling me, you cannot change. You are a Muslim. We're all Muslims. You must stay Muslim. And I was like, no, I cannot. I'm not going to join in with you anymore. Wow. Uh, my, head is not done. my head is not off, no. If he didn't disown me. I was out, and he didn't disown me. I really was shocked. I didn't understand. Later, I asked my brother. I said, you know, I, you know I converted. I became a, a Christ follower. I've been a Christ follower, and I haven't been rejected. My head didn't get cut off. What happened? My brother told me, he's like, you know, in, in the Quran, it says, all Handicapped, sorry. All handicapped go to hell. So it's not worth bothering, bothering them, leave them alone. Really? He's in, he's in the book says that? My brother said yes. It was very obvious. My, my, my deafness saved my life. But most of all, Christ saved me. Amen. Amen. So I decided to change my name from my old name to a new name. I decided, so how I was gonna do that? So I took a Bible and just flipped it open, (laughs) Job. I'm happy I didn't flip to Esther or Ruth. very interesting. In 2008, my sister, my youngest sister, she flew down uh, to Connecticut for my wedding, for Ben's wedding, sorry. <laughs> Ben's wedding. My sister asked me, your name is Job. I said, yes, that's my name. Said, what's your old name? Your old name is Rash- Rash- Rashid. You know what that he has a meeting, right? I said, I didn't know that. What, 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 is, what does it mean? But I thought it was a Muslim name, right? I wanted, I wanted to represent Christ. So that's why I changed my name to Job. I said, Sir, well, hold on, hold on. Go look, go look at the computer. Under Muslim, under the Muslim's name, look to Rashid and what Rashid means. Go look. I said, Why? I said, this is 2008 now. I've already done it. I've I've changed my name. This is just my, I'm I'm trying to celebrate my son's wedding right now. I've already accepted Christ back in 1969. Way back. And now she's asking me now. So I said, okay. I'll try. i wanted to please her. So I went to the computer, looked it up, and I was shocked. My jaw was dropped down. I had to close my jaw. So Rashid means the the righteous teacher. Wow. (laughs) I looked at my sister, she's like, yeah, you see, you are a teacher, right? You're a preacher now, that matches your name, your name matched. I was shocked. But the name change means nothing, right? It's it's about Christ, that's who's in my heart. But my friends, my friends here, what does God really want from you? Was what is, what is God wanting from you? Four different things I just want to kind of share with you real quick. Number one: God wants you to have a new life. My friends, God loves you. He cherishes you. Romans 3:23For all have sinned. We can't enter his kingdom with sin. That is why he wants you and I to have a new life with old, the old sins, the old habits, the old thinking, the old language. We all pass, that all passes away. He wants a new life, new thoughts, new way of, of behavior, everything. That's what God wants, friends. I want you to think about John chapter three sixteen. For God so loved the world so much that He sent His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not, will be saved. Right? Will not be perished, but will have everlasting life. Friends, He wants. A change in us so that we can enter His kingdom through Christ alone. Jesus says, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am the lo- no other way. No man, man can come through the Father except through me." My friends, a changed life today is needed. Change your life today. The Bible is begging us, but we cannot. But it cannot force us. It is our choice. Second point he wants a new relationship with him John one verse twelve so he's that believe that believes on him will not, will become become his son and become his daughter, amen. He wants us to be his sons, his his daughters. Will you accept and say yes or say no? I pray that you say yes. He wants that relationship with us. But first, we need to change life. All right, the old life, the old habits, maybe be, be passed away. How? It's simple. Asking on the Lord to take that from you and say that I accept. I am a sinner. Please, conf- please ex- forgive me and wash me, cleanse me through the blood of Jesus Christ. A third thing. God wants us to have a new. A new motivation. A desire to read his word. To read it, to know him, more about him, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Out to be out witnessing, to be involved in church through his work, to doing things that that please him, to honor him. All right, to build that relationship stronger with him, All right, so that we can impact, impact the communities around us for Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 5 and 6. It says, love, lost should, cause, love should cause us a hunger and desire to do anything to please and honor him to glorify him. And then lastly, but not least, a new community with people, relationships with people around us. John 13, 34 and 35. John 13, 34 and 35 says, Love each other. That will prove to the people around that you are truly my followers. The world out there, the communities out there are in the darkness and they can't see clearly. How they would do that is through the love that they see in you and through me. Love each other. Support one another, encourage each other, pray for each other, commune with each other, fellowship with each other. For the body of God is it beautiful. It gives us, gives me goosebumps. It is beautiful. That will change the world for Christ. I know I'm. I am. The time here, my time's up here. I know. I understand. But my last. Something that, anybody remember what my, my first point was? New life, he wants from you. Second, a new relationship with him, a new motivation. And then fourth, a new relationship with the people around us. I hope you remember and practice that. And that we're changed and challenged by that.
0: what a legend, eh? What a cool guy. Um, And he really is that passionate. But what an interesting thing for us to think about. One thing that he said in that uh, sermon was somebody was saying, I can't change, I won't change. And I was just thinking maybe some of us here today are thinking that. Either I can't change or just I won't change. Um, And so I think the thing that Job has put before us today is How does God want to change you? And how are we gonna let him? You know, is it that new life that God wants for us? Is it that new relationship with him that he wants for us? Is it that new motivation? Is it that new community? Will we let God change us? The change that he has for us is one that brings us life and life to the full. We heard about Nikki's life change, we heard about Megan's life change, we heard about Peter's life change, and Zacchaeus' life change, Job's life change. My life has been changed by Jesus. How are you gonna let God change your life? So let's make that our Sunday conversation. Maybe you wanna speak about it with whoever you came to church with. If you're online, find someone to chat to about it. If you've got questions, I'll be around. but let's close our service off with a word of prayer. God, thank you that you do change us, that you love us just as we are, but you also want us to experience a full life with you, that you're willing to work with us and to change us around, make us into a new creation. So God, I pray that you would give us courage, that you would give us the strength to do the hard work, that change requires, also that you just give us a willingness, openness to your spirit, and allow you to work in us, that we wouldn't fight against you. Thank you that you can change us and that you want to, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless everyone. Have a good Sunday. We'll see you next week.